The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Mitchell Boats with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Big smile on his face. He's always making folks happy. Mitchell, good morning to you. I'm doing great. It's good to have you with us today. For some reason, I'm not hearing your microphone. I'm not sure what the problem is. Um, I think, in fact, the light on on your mic is is burned out or something. I'm not. Could you go to that other one and let's uh, let's see if that one works for you? That one's not working either. Um, let's go to the next one. <laughs> we'll just keep on going down the line to it. I'm, I'm not hearing that one either. Well, I tell you what, let's pause for just a few moments and we'll see if we can't figure out what is wrong here. We'll be right back. Does being a caregiver for your loved one help? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. With all the financial headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, Let's work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. When you have fire, water, or storm damage, Farrah Construction can help. Farrah Construction is also there to help when a car slams through the wall. Call Farrah Construction and we'll board up, put down tarps, secure your home or business until the insurance coverage is approved. Call Farrah Construction at 615-893-6120. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Farrah Construction Company. WGNS encourages you to shop local. Patronize the local family businesses. That helps our local community. It's also important to listen local. Hey, we have some great plays to enjoy this weekend at the Center for the Arts in Uptown Murfreesboro, the musical Kinky Boots. That's at the Center for the Arts. And in neighboring Woodbury, at the Art Center of Cannon County, the bluegrass musical Bright Star. Performance times at both locations 
Friday and Saturday evening at 7.30, and a Sunday matinee at 2. This is the final week to give non-perishable food items to the Atlas program. Deliver those items to Cardinal Realty. And this is the last weekend. The Atlas program helps students in Rutherford County who don't have a permanent place to call home. Bring your non-perishable food items to Cardinal Realty, 2223 Northwest Broad Street. Remember, sales tax-free on food now through October 31st in Tennessee. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. There is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Hey, welcome back. Let's uh, hopefully uh, the problem hopefully is behind us now. Somebody had changed uh, I, uh, this new equipment we have is uh, it 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 does a lot of great things, but it also uh, throws you a curve. You know, uh, some so, sometimes you know, change is not necessarily good. I That's guess right. <laughs> it, uh, it it seems like. Uh, about the time you, you you figure out how to use what you have, then something new comes along, and you've got to start all over again. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to have you with us. Finally, in yeah, and have yeah, it working too. <laughs> it's nice to be back. Like I said earlier, but nobody heard it. This is a good place to be. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful day oh, out my today gosh. too. We have we have really uh, uh, we've been blessed. We've lucked out. We we're fortunate to have uh, this 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 kind of weather here in the middle of August. Uh, you know, it's 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 a lot greener outside than it has been many years in the past. Oh, we've uh, had for lots this time of, rain, of the year, yeah. uh, and temperatures. You know, you know we're, we're in the 60s uh, when you the last what three mornings now, I guess. That 67 we, right yeah, now. That we we woken up and and uh, that's that's unusual. Uh, and it boy, I like it. Oh, I do too. I well, do now too. what's this going to do with our fall colors? Oh. I, you know, does it have an impact on fall it? color? Is impacted by a couple of things, and one is is, is moisture in the latter part of the summer. Um, and the thing to keep in mind is that yeah, we've we've had you know adequate rainfall up to now. But something to remember is that we're typically about always three weeks away from a drought. Okay, so so if if we have uh, some additional moisture in this latter part of August and into September. I would anticipate fall colors uh, potentially could be could be good, mm-hmm. uh, but you know who knows? We'll 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 know more about it. You know, probably come November. But uh, you know, right now it's 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 looking promising that we could have some very nice fall colors this year. Now, for those people who have just uh, moved into the borough, into Rutherford County, I've heard there are one or two that have moved uh, in. There recently. a few yeah. have moved in. Yeah, and they bought a new home with no grass. Because uh, it is a new home. That's right. Uh, uh, this is a good time to uh, to get some grass. Growing. Oh, it is, Barb. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, we've got uh, an event coming up on the 10th day of September, the Fall Lawn Care Field Day. And, you know, the reason we, we time it for then is because uh, this, this September-October time frame uh, is the kind of ideal time for establishing uh, and renovating cool season turf grasses. And mm-hmm. when I say cool season, I'm talking about those grasses that 
do uh, their best growth in the, the cooler months, the spring and in the fall. Uh, and, and those grasses include things like uh, tall fescue, uh, fine fescues, Kentucky bluegrass, and so on. So we've got our field day scheduled, uh, fall lawn care field day on September the 10th, no, excuse me, September the 9th, September 9th. Uh, from 9 until 11. It's, this is an outdoor event. It's at our turf grass demonstration area there at Lane Agri Park, uh, where the extension office is located at 315 John Rise Boulevard. So if folks uh, uh, have a couple hours they can invest uh, on that Saturday morning, uh, we'll be covering things like tips and tricks for overseeding or renovating tall fescue turf uh, fertilization of uh, cool season turf uh, during the uh, during this time period. Also, fall and winter weed control in both cool and warm season turf grasses and other topics uh, that folks might have some interest in. Uh, but again, that's on the, the 9th day of September. But yes, now uh, we're, we're approaching the time when folks that want to uh, manage or, or establish a, a new cool season turf or to renovate an existing cool season turf, you know, the wind is fixing to open wide up for that. So this is, uh, uh, you know, it's promising to have these cooler temperatures right now of course next week may be totally different but let's enjoy it while we can now for those of you who are new to the area and don't realize it mitchell moat is the lawn guru at the agricultural extension service he's the guy who knows what grows best in this area and he's got plots of grass out there for you to walk through and we've got a demonstration here and let's let's don't get too carried away on that <laughs> because that well I'm, I'm certainly not a not an expert on anything i guess but uh have worked with it some over the years and we do have a demonstration area there where uh we've got a variety of, of different plots of mm-hmm. uh, uh the grasses that if you are a, if you live in Rutherford County and you're going into a garden center around here and you're looking to to purchase you know grass seed, uh, we've got examples there of what you're going to find and what this stuff is going to look like, how it performs. Uh, we have both cool season and warm season grasses. One of the new plots that established this year uh, is uh, kind of excited to have is is St. Augustine grass. That's a, that's a warm season grass and it's not grown a whole lot in Tennessee. Um, and probably the primary reason is uh, um, cold hardiness. Uh, there, this, this particular variety, it's, it's called Raleigh Saint Augustine grass. Um, it, uh, it it has it has survived now for a few years at uh, the, the research farm there uh, at uh, at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So back in May, I went and, and, and got some uh, plugs of that grass uh, from there, and we've established a plot here just to see how it'll perform. So it'd be kind of neat to uh, have there for folks to see because you're not going to see much St. Augustine grass uh, uh, otherwise. You yeah, know, is that not St. Augustine, it. Florida grass? Well, it, it's St. Augustine grass, and it's it's a warm season grass. I don't know that it's named after St. Augustine, Florida. Pro- I suspect there's probably, you know, some uh, relationship there, but uh, that's that's typically where you're going to find it, it growing in the, the, the more southern locations. Uh, it is a warm season grass. It's a creeping grass, uh, uh, much the same way that centipede grass or zoysia grass or Bermuda grass creeps. But uh, one, uh, I guess, nice thing about St. Augustine, or potentially a nice thing about it, is that there are some varieties of it that will grow uh, pretty good in the shade. In like Bermuda grass, uh, for example, a warm season grass does not grow very well in the shade. So a warm season grass that will grow in the shade, that would be kind of nice to have. But so so we'll, we'll see how it performs here. We don't if know if you have a lot of uh, shade that has no grass, this could work in there maybe maybe, maybe. not 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 saying not saying it will maybe. because you know we we don't know uh, yet uh, how it's going to survive here in in middle tennessee 
but uh, uh, it's it's you know it's just nice to have. It's just an example of, uh, or it's just another. It, it's people can see what stuff looks like. You hear about Saint Augustine grass. Well, if you and a lot of folks here are familiar with it because they've moved here from other places uh, where you know they they've used Saint Augustine grass. And you know, I, I talked to people. Yeah, I came here from. Yeah, you know maybe I came here from Florida. I came here from. Oh, maybe uh, some location in Texas, and we uh, we we had St. Augustine grass, or we were using centipede grass there. So we have those. You know, we've got Bermuda grass and St. Augustine grass and centipede grass and zoysia grass growing uh, there at uh, our demonstration area. But but we also have the, the the tall fescues, which is the primary cool season grass that we use here. But also have a little Kentucky bluegrass, uh, perennial ryegrass. So yeah, we've got a pretty good assortment of things there that, that folks can can see what it looks like, what it feels like. You know, how it performs, how it holds up. Uh, the the only, you know, the only thing that that I guess that, that I would have on the plots that, that uh, would give me would give the, those grasses maybe a little bit advantage over some homeowners is we do have irrigation on the site, but but otherwise, you know, folks that don't have irrigation, yeah, it, it's. Uh, 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 a lot of years, it's 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 important, or it's uh, it's certainly a luxury to have that irrigation to help that grass survive those uh, hot stress months uh, in the middle of the summer, those cool season grasses, because you know having adequate moisture will certainly help them survive. But uh, uh, otherwise, you know, we'll follow the same management practices uh, on those that we'd recommend to a homeowner somewhere. So now, listeners wanting to know, is it expensive to put in an irrigation system? You know, it can vary in cost if you're talking about an in-ground irrigation and, and, you know, what is expensive, uh, an in-ground irrigation system where the, you've got uh, the, all the, the plumbing is, is buried under the ground, you've got pop-up heads and so on. Uh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, by, again, d- define expensive. Uh, how, how much area it covers, et cetera, is going to, to affect the price. But, you know, in irrigation, I mean, what is irrigation? Irrigation is, is where we apply water, okay? It's, it's we're, we're supplementing or we're adding water uh, to replenish the soil, the moisture in the soil. We say we water plants, but we don't really water plants. We water the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then plants take it out of the ground, okay? Because we're not, we're not putting water in the plants. We're putting water in the ground. But irrigation, I mean, you can do it with, with uh, uh, above-ground hoses and, and hose-in sprinklers. Uh, and it, you know that's that's not a that's not an automated system. It requires uh, work on your part. That's by far the most inexpensive route to go. But then when you move into uh, you know an in-ground system, you know an automated system, yeah, it's it's it carries some cost. And not only that, uh, if if your water source uh, uh, supply runs through a meter before it goes <laughs> out, then you've got you know an additional cost there in terms of the the water used. That's going to mm-hmm. add to your water bill. So uh, folks that have the opportunity or the the means to do it will often, you know, put in a well uh, to supply irrigation water. So, it's and you can do that in in subdivisions pretty easily. I, if you've got if you've got access to an aquifer, you know that you can reach yeah. uh, reasonably with with a well. Then, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. But there's an expense associated with that. You know, dollar wise, I'm not even going to. You know, it's throw a number out there. It's going to vary place. so much, but <clears throat> yes, it's it's a it's a, it is a significant expense uh, for most people. I think they would view it as a significant expense uh, to do that. We have a, a question here from a listener who said, "I've heard that the real type lawnmowers do a better job of cutting the grass. Is no. that true? And uh, are there advantages or disadvantages with the real type?" The, and the answer is yes to all those things, I guess. <laughs> okay. Real-type mowers, uh, that, that was the first 
<clears throat> excuse me, that was the first machine, I guess, dedicated to, to mowing grass. And That's the one we used to use out in my grandmother's. Old-fashioned. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> there was a, uh, the, and, and those things came into being sometime back in 1800s. I forget the date exactly. Uh, but they were modeled, at, uh, the, the fellow that uh, is, is credited with developing the, old re, the, the, gen, the first real-type mower, uh, was actually in the, the textile uh, industry, in the carpet industry. And he he modeled it, uh, uh, allegedly, I'm, I've not seen this stuff before, so I don't know what it looks like, uh, after the, the, the nap cutters uh, that they used in these carpet mills. Mm-hmm. And so the way the way a real mower works is, uh, you know, we think about a rotary mower, and that's what most people typically use, a rotary mower. It's called rotary because, you know, you've got a blade attached either to a shaft or a pulley, and this thing's turning a circle. Sure. And you got the ends of the blades are sharp, and that's where the grass is cut on the ends of the blades because this thing's turning around at, you know, high revolutions per minute uh, and, and, and cutting the grass. So a real mower, <coughs> the, the primary cutting surface on a real mower is stationary. It's, a, a, it's called a knife or a bed knife. And the, the real part, <coughs> the real part is a, a, this, this, this cylinder, and it has, uh, uh, you know, blades on it that turn. And if you, and, and I'm sure folks have seen them, but it works kind of like a, the way a combine header works. You know, on a combine header, there's a reel that turns, and, and it pulls whatever the crop is being harvested against a, a cutter bar. And so the, the the reel pulls against the cutter bar, and this cutter bar is moving down here. It's like a, a sickle bar mower, and and it cuts the crop off, okay, and it runs it back through the machine, and it pu- puts the grain or the, the crop being harvested up here in the bin, blows the trash out the back. So the way this reel mower works, this reel, and you know, we're primarily thinking about human-powered mowers, but you, there are motorized reel mowers too. But as you push this thing along, the reel turns, okay, and it it takes that grass and pulls it back against that knife blade, that stationary knife blade, and it clips it like uh, the same kind of action that, that scissors use, a okay, clipping yeah. action versus that, that that spinning, almost a, a beating action that mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. with a, a, a rotary mower. So the cut is cleaner, okay? So it makes a cleaner, uh, uh, a smoother cut than does a rotary mower. So to, to say that it, it, it provides a better cut, in terms of, of, of uh, clean cut, sharpness of cut, less ragged cut, yes, it is, uh, it is superior to a rotary mower. Um, disadvantages to it, well, it, it doesn't do really good in really tall grass because, you know, you've got a lot of stuff there to cut. And especially on a, a human-powered mower, then it's harder to push because, you know, how many horsepower does it have? How many horsepower do you have? That's, that's how <laughs> much horsepower. That's yeah. right. Exactly right. Um, it works. Uh, uh, it, it, there, there's some today's real mowers uh, uh, have maybe some advantages over some of the older type in terms of height adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. can adjust the height of cut on some of these mowers much easier now than, than, than at one time you could. That was a knock against them, I guess, or that was just the nature of the thing they were best used on uh, low cut turf on turf that was going to be you know managed say in the two, two inch or lower range uh now there are machines that, that you can easily adjust the height up to three and a half four inches of cut all the way down to you know an inch or so so that's good uh you know uh, other advantages uh if it is a a, a, a human powered mower uh 
you know, you don't worry about keeping gas and oil and, and changing oil, you know, in the engine and, and, and so on. So that's, you don't have gas cans around, you don't have oil cans around. Uh, you don't have to remember to do that. You don't have to clean air filters, change air filters, et cetera, things like that. Uh, and storage space, it doesn't take a lot of room to store one. Uh, and, you know, you can pull it out and, and cut the grass. Uh, it works, they're better suited for smaller areas because they do typically have a, a, a more narrow cut. They don't, you know, uh, like 18 inches or, or 14 inches versus 22 inches on a, uh, a, a walk behind or a push type rotary mower or, you know, up to 60 inches or better on a riding, uh, on, on, on a ride on rotary mower. So they're, they're, you know, better suited, I guess, just from an efficiency standpoint for smaller areas. They don't do well on uh, uh, cutting seed heads off or, or with, with uh, lawn areas that have a lot of weeds in them. They don't cut those as cleanly. Uh, so, yeah, there are advantages. There are disadvantages. Uh, by far the most efficient way from a time standpoint to cut grass is, uh, uh, you know, zero-turn ride-on mowers because you can cut so efficiently so, so quickly and so on. But, uh, yeah, if you've got a small lawn area and uh, you, you want to have the, the highest quality cut possible, then, then a real mower would provide that for you. We have a listener here who wants to talk with you this morning. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mitchell Moat. How are you today? Hello there. Okay, well, maybe they didn't want to talk nah, to you. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what about the electric real mowers? Are, are they... Uh, I have no idea what they would cost. Oh, I, I never priced one at all. Uh, but but a real mower is a real mower. Uh, you know the, the way it, the way it cuts is the same. I just uh, saw a price. So you are, are you going to be okay? Three thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars. Well, that's that's a pretty pricey uh, that's a pretty pricey lawnmower. And that's that's a battery a push powered mower. Yeah, yeah, a battery push powered reel. push reel mower. Well, I, I bet it's self propelled. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's, it's a walk is. behind. It's yeah. a walk behind, but it is does have electric motor. Um, I'm, I have no idea uh, how that would uh, how that would work. Uh, I'm, I'm from a, from a cut standpoint, you know, a real mower is a real mower. It's going to cut the same way. Now, you know, how how wide is a cut on this machine? You've got it pulled up there. What's it going to be like a sixteen inch, fourteen inch wide cut? Eighteen inch. Eighteen inch. Okay, so you cut an eighteen inch wide swath. Uh, and it's, it's battery powered, so you're going to be you, your, your range. I don't know what the range is going to be in terms of you know how long can you cut on a charge. Uh, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's an example of a self propeller, also gas powered. Uh, and extremely cutters. quiet operations. Oh, yes. that would be very quiet. Yeah, the battery powered stuff is going to be you know very quiet. Now th- they're not they're not soundless, okay, because. Just the movement of the parts make a noise, sure, even on sure. a human-powered mower. You know, you, you, it makes a noise. It's got a whir to it. You know, as you as you roll that thing along, because uh, you, you got metal parts that are moving, you got bearings and so on, and then um, uh, you're moving it through the grass. It's you know, it makes a racket, but it's a it's it's not it's a very quiet. Very now, quiet. everybody's always saying, "I want my yard to look like a golf course." The real mowers, that's what they use on the well, golf courses. Well, real mowers are used a lot on golf courses, especially on greens, uh, and, and they're used on, a lot on fairways. So on roughs, they may or may, you know, they may use a real mower, they may use a rotary mower, uh, but but for sure. Now, I'll say this, uh, you know, real mowers, again, are, are really good for low-cut grass, okay, low-cut turf. So uh, your creeping grasses, like Bermuda grass, uh, 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 zoysia grasses, some of those can be, you know, maintained uh, down in the inch range. Uh, but 
there are a lot of there are a lot of lawns in in Tennessee. Well, a lot of lawns across the United States. They're not flat enough to mow grass that short uh, um, because you know you're talking about an inch high. Then if you've got any kind of undulation in the ground, so you're going to have high spots. And if you're mowing down at an inch like that, then you, you know you're you're constantly scalping those high spots. So you're going to have a very uneven appearance in a lawn area. Um, so that's something to keep in mind that uh, if, if you want that golf course look, you need a very level lawn in order to be able to mow it, 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 it and do a good job of mowing it at that low height, uh, much like you'd find uh, on a golf course fairway. Uh, and is that realistic for most people? No, it's not. Three thousand uh, dollars for a well small th- th- mower. Not even you know. Not I mean, heck, you could do it with a with a with a hundred fifty dollar push mower. You know, a human powered mower. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to cost that much, but. Is it realistic to have and to keep that level surface? Because there are a lot of maintenance goes into maintaining playability uh, or maintaining a surface that, that gives consistent playability on, on a golf course, an athletic field, whatever the case may be. You know, maintaining smooth level surfaces. That's why, you know, greens, uh, golf greens are, are, are aerated, top dressed. Uh, uh, they're rolled, okay, to maintain smooth, just to maintain firmness on a regular basis, that low high to cut, uh, because all that stuff influences the way a ball rolls or the way a ball bounces say, on a baseball field or the way a football bounces, you know, on an athletic turf. Uh, and and then you get into sports turf, then, you know, when you're talking natural turf, footing, uh, you know, length of the grass blade, evenness of the field, uh, et cetera. So a lot of, there are a lot of things to consider there that uh, uh, don't go into a home lawn and aren't, aren't realistic for a home lawn. But, again, if somebody's got a small area and that's their thing, you know, they can make it pretty darn close to a, oh, to a yeah. golf course quality. Sure. They can is our number. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll continue the conversation. We're talking about lawns and gardens, but uh, since we're into the time of the year that you should be preparing those yards, if you've had some issues with grass before and want to have a good-looking yard, this is the time to do it. We'll be back. Mitchell Moat is our guest today. in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level here at Animal City. We would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. Southwest winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, low near 66. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63.
This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey, one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four. Welcome back. Mitchell Motes with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We're talking lawns and gardens today, and we invite you to give us a shout, 615-893-1450, if you have a lawn or garden question, or if you have a comment about lawns and gardens, let us know about that as well. And... uh, Speaking of that, I, we may have somebody on the line here. I'm not sure. We've got the lines are all ringing, but are you on WGNS? Hello there. Maybe not. Okay. The uh, same person who, uh, maybe they just want to make our lights blink here. That could be. I, you know what? This, this, boy, folks have motivation, different motivations, I guess. That's right. Thing. But, uh, uh, Bart, I mentioned earlier the, the lawn care field day on uh, Saturday, September the 9th. That's from 9 to 11, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's intended to be an outdoor event. Uh, but if, if you're interested in attending that, you know, it's, 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 there's no charge. It's a free event. Uh, but we would like to have an idea of, uh, you know, how many folks we, we expect, so any handout materials, so we've got enough copies of that. So I would ask uh, if you're interested in attending that on Saturday, September September the 9th there at Lane Agri Park from 9 until 11. If you just call the Extension Service office at 615-898-7710 and say, hey, I want to I, I want to come to the lawn care field on September 9th, uh, they'll just make a note of that, the ladies will, and uh, kind of get you on a, on a registration sheet uh, just so we'll have an idea how many folks are uh, we expect that day. So Sounds like appreciate, a winner. Appreciate if folks would do that. Now, Another thing coming up, a good educational opportunity for uh, folks that have an interest in gardening, uh, the the annual Garden Basics course. Now, this is a uh, this is a, a, a event that's been going on now for a number of years. This this series has, and and this is organized by the the the, the Rutherford County Master Gardeners Association. So the Master Gardeners are all folks that have gone through uh, the our the Extension Services Master Gardener Training Program, and they have become certified Master Gardeners. And so the the Master Gardeners now are uh, offering you know th- this series, and again they've done this for a number of years called Garden Basics. Um, and it's a, a five-week course, and it uh, this is scheduled to begin on September the 28th uh, this fall, and it runs, like I said, for uh, five consecutive Thursday evenings, you know, beginning on September 28th, and it's going to take place at uh, uh, the Lane Agri Park out in the Community Center building. And if folks are not familiar with that, at Lane Agri Park, there are three, you know, primary buildings there. You come in the front entrance off of John Rice or off of uh, uh, St. Andrew or Agri Park Drive there. Then the, the, the office building, okay, that's the first one. And then the next building back there is the, the livestock barn and arena area. And then the third building, the last one on the back side of the property there, is the, the Community Center. And that's where the farmer's market is held and so on. Uh, so the, the 
the uh, Garden Basics class will uh, be held in the community center building beginning on September 28th. Uh, it's a six. It's it's an evening event, six to eight thirty in the evening. Mm-hmm. Those five consecutive Thursday nights. Uh, there is a uh, <clears throat> there is a registration fee associated with that, and if folks are, are interested in that, they can. Uh, uh, they can go to our Rutherford County Extension website, you know, rutherford.tennessee.edu. Uh, we'll take you to that or just, you know, just Google Rutherford County Extension. Go to our web page uh, and um, uh, you can find information on there. If you, you know, just, just check out the, 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 the latest newsletter, okay? Those are all uh, available there on the website. And there's a registration link where you can register online uh, uh, and get the information to find the application and so on for that. Or you can call the extension office again at 898-7710 and ask uh, uh, for information about uh, uh, how you registered and so on for the uh, Garden Basics class. But, again, that's coming up beginning on the 28th September, five consecutive Thursday nights. Now, is it too early to start thinking about uh, signing up for a Master Gardener's program? A little early yet, yeah. That's, that'll be, uh, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be sometime in January when that thing kicks off. And they typically open uh, application period up for that uh, in um, uh, October. Uh, and, you know, just, just be listening, watching the website. If a great way to keep up with... Uh, you know the 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 kinds the events that we have that, that there at the extension service office is to just subscribe to our monthly newsletter it comes out you know via email once a month and it'll have all the information about things that are going to happen you know and and how one goes about uh, taking advantage of those participating in those and if if you don't receive the the if you don't receive our newsletter now again just call the office and say hey i'd like to uh, sign me up so i can get your newsletter mm-hmm. and they'll just mm-hmm. get your name and your email address and that's all it is and you'll get that on a monthly basis and 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 you know if folks say well i don't i don't I don't. I, I didn't get. I didn't. I don't get the. I don't get it now. I don't get the newsletter now. But I want to see what's going on. You know, right now for for coming up here in September. So you can go to our website again and just look on the, the newsletter tab. Uh, and and for the for the the August newsletter that's up and current right now. You know, check it out. It'll have information on there about uh, uh, about the Garden Basics class. How you register for that for the fall lawn care field day. You know, another thing happening on the same day as the lawn care field day on September 9th is a grape harvest day. You know, we've got the, the, the vineyard there on site, and every uh, every fall, it's kind of been, a, or late summer period, it's kind of been a tradition where, you know, the folks in the community are invited to come out and help harvest grapes. Uh, there'll be a, a de-stemmer and a crusher there. You know, basically, the folks, if they'll come help harvest those grapes, and if they'll bring uh, some clean uh, gallon jugs, they can take home gallon jugs of fresh-squeezed grape juice. And uh, I hear that's awesome. Well, and it, boy, you can be used... What you do with it when you get it home is up to you. Whether you're going to make wine with it, or if you're going to make jelly with it, or whatever the case may be, you know that that's up to you. So, so you 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 give uh, you, you know you you give a little bit of labor, and, and then you you go home with some fresh squeezed grape juice. But again, that's on the uh, uh, that's on the ninth day of September. They start early, okay, but it, it takes a while. There's a lot of grapes out there to harvest, and it, it takes a while to, to process them. So they begin at seven in the morning. It's scheduled from uh, seven to eleven that day. Uh, if, if folks, you don't have to register to come or anything like that, but if you come, it's a good idea to bring a pair of hand pruners so you can cut clusters of grapes. Okay. It's easier to do that way. Um, 
who knows what the weather will be. You might want some sunscreen and a hat to keep the sun off, uh, maybe some water to drink because there's not a water fountain anywhere around the, the vineyard. Yeah, out yeah. There, okay. Uh, now, but, you know, the, this is going to take place uh, up around the community center area. That's where the equipment right will be set up. Right there where the pond up. is. Yeah. Next uh, to the pond. Next to the pond, but uh, that's that's where the equipment will be set up. And, of course, there's restrooms in the buildings around there and so on and, and, and whatnot. But uh, uh, just, you know, come prepared for whatever the weather may be, uh, and if it's raining a little bit, well, as long as it's not not lightning too much, you can you can pick grapes in rain. Okay, so sounds like a good day. Yeah, it, it, I hope so. So you know, and folks you can, can probably, participate uh, in there. They can come early and spend a couple hours picking grapes, and then come to Lawn Care Field Day. For, you know, for nine o'clock. But uh, regardless, those two. Now, if you do both place. of those, can you wrap it up with a little fishing? You know what? The pond is open for fishing all day on Saturday. So yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, the uh, TWRA stocks that pond pretty well, I understand. Well, it, it, is, it has been stocked, you know, periodically over the years. Uh, now, what, 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 what the population is like today, who knows? Uh, fishing pressure has a lot to do with that, I guess. But, uh, yes, fishing is available there. Uh, at TWRA guidelines uh, apply there just mm-hmm. as they do You have to have else. a license. And- if you're of an age to have a license, then you're supposed to have a license there, too. Yep. Okay. So... That's all available. This this is a, a neat facility. People need to, if you're new to the area and haven't been to the Lane Agri Park, yeah, you come, have missed co- something. Come by and visit us sometime. Absolutely. And, and that's where they also, if you're having problem with trees or something of that sort, and you don't know if it's uh, having a disease, bring some of those uh, items by. Yep, folks and, can bring in samples of uh, uh, you know plants with uh, different. Uh, issues and we'll do our best to diagnose those and then make uh, recommendations as to uh, what would be the best way to uh, uh, deal with or control uh, those particular issues. Okay we're going to uh, break into our regular program right now because I understand that something is going on at Irma Siegel Elementary School and this is Brian. Brian Barrett is on the scene. Brian tell us what's happening. Yeah, Bart. Um, so uh, uh, there is a very big fire presence, uh, police presence, an ambulance, uh, as well at Irma Siegel Elementary School. Uh, the children are outside of the school, as you would expect, um, you know, with the teacher and their 20 or so students. They are away from the building. What appears to be, with several large fire trucks, uh, some type of fire or maybe smoke in the building. There's no visible fire from the road, from across the street, um, but uh, there are firefighters that are walking like on the roof of uh, the school building. There is one uh, fire truck with a ladder that's extended uh, as if maybe they're trying to see if something uh, is there. So maybe they had HVACs on the on the roof and something happened there. Not really sure at all what that uh, what that is. But all the children are out of the building, and the uh, fire trucks uh, are all over the uh, front of the campus. There are several, you know, uh, fire administration folks that are coming in, not in the big fire trucks, but in their uh, SUV type vehicles. They do have Thompson Lane closed right at First United Methodist Church, so they're diverting traffic down that little side street, and they're also closing traffic right near where you enter the Publix shopping center, so just that, you know, two-block area right in front of Irma Siegel, it is blocked, Thompson Lane blocked in both directions right there, so 
Uh, we'll have some pictures up shortly on our website, and uh, I'm sure we'll find out from Murfreesboro City Schools what's going on there. But again, that's Irma Siegel Elementary School where this is happening this morning. Brian, what time do you think that started? Well, um, it had to have been just a few moments ago. Um, as I was driving around in that area, I had a couple of fire trucks pass me by, and then uh, as I drove in front of the school, that's when I saw the activity and stopped to take a few pictures and call you to let you know what's going on. Very good. Well, we do thank you for continuing to keep the public informed. That's what WGNS is all about, especially on local activities. And this is going on right now at Irma Siegel Elementary School over on West Thompson Lane. Brian Barrett is there. Uh, Any other comments before we uh, move on? I think it's going to be a traffic problem for quite a while on Thompson Lane. So just if you can avoid that area, stay away from there because it's you're really going to be diverted through neighborhoods to get around that. And uh, if you're coming off of the Memorial side, you're not you're going to be turned around and you're going to have to go right back onto Memorial. So uh, just steer clear of West Thompson Lane right there if you can. Very definitely, Brian. Thank you for the update. Thank you for the report on the situation at Irma Siegel Elementary School going on right now. Thank you, Brian. Brian reports that the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue, they are there. Uh, The students are all out. They're all safe. He does not see any sign of smoke or anything of that sort, but firefighters are on the roof. They have the uh, ladder trucks out, and they're trying to, uh, you know, from that high vantage point of being up on the ladder, try to see what's going on. But they have obviously not found anything yet, but uh, kids probably are having a ball. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I suspect that some might say this is the best day of school they've had so far. <laughs> I mean, it'll be one they'll remember, I guess, for a while anyway. So parents, uh, don't worry. Uh, the kids are all being taken care of as sounds they like always things are. are. Sounds like things are going like, yeah. like they should in a case like this. And for those of you who are out driving, maybe going to the store, going you know who knows where, uh, avoid that area because you'll find yourself in a traffic jam yeah, that you won't that believe. Be, that could sure be frustrating to get caught up in that. Very definitely. We will pause for just a moment. We'll be back and continue the conversation with Mitchell Moat. So stay with us. Don't go away. Looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs? Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. And I would highly recommend Adams Place. It's a place to enjoy life. It's comfortable. The settings are homelike and not sterile. Adams Place is a place they're looking out for you. You feel at home, and I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people here I already knew. To get back to the food, I want to say one thing. The chef does a fabulous job here. I'm Larry Castelli, and you know, I would highly recommend Adams Place. It's 8.52. Good morning to you from WGNS. And Middle Tennessee Electric powers your good neighbor station, powers the Action Line broadcast. So why don't you take control of your account management and let them power you with energy consummation that is just perfect. 
My MTE app. That's what you need. It is free. Download it from the App Store to manage your account, improve your energy habits, and more. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. Don't forget, if you just tuned in and you're saying, what was that he was talking about to avoid? Thompson Lane. Yeah, Thompson Lane near Mercury, right there at uh, Irma Siegel Elementary School. Firefighters are on the scene. The kids are all evacuated. They're out in the front yard. Fire trucks everywhere. The road is closed. The uh, Murfreesboro Fire and Police are working together on that situation, and they are diverting the uh, traffic onto some of the side roads. Uh, it's about the only thing you can do with that right now. So yeah, n- Not a lot of options otherwise except no. to send them back down through uh, some of those neighborhood streets. So avoid that, and the roads are closed uh, basically starting around where Publix is there on West yeah, Thompson I mean, Lane. The way Brian talked, you cannot turn off of no. Memorial onto Thompson from that side. And then, uh, what do you say, long about uh, where the First United Methodist Church yeah. is coming from another direction. It's They'll blocked divert there. it down that, uh, I've forgotten, is that... Uh, I don't Regency know. Regency or something? I don't I'm remember the street sure. name. Yeah. One of the, it's, in a, it's in a subdivision neighborhood there. So uh, be aware of that going on right now. Now, we have about five more minutes in our broadcast uh, with you, Mitchell. Uh, let's remind people once again about uh, some of these special events coming sure up. Sure thing. Sure thing. So on the on the 9th of September, we have two events taking place at Lane Agri Park. Uh, the, the first one, I guess, will we'll start in, uh, by the time they start it. But, by the way, based on their time schedule. So the first event uh, is from 7 until 11. That's a great harvest day. If folks want to participate in that, uh, they, they bring their, their hand pruners, uh, some clean jugs, uh, you know, some water, for hat, sunscreen, et cetera, things like that. Go out help harvest grapes. If they do that, then they can take home some uh, uh, jugs of fresh squeezed grape juice. Uh, also on September 9th, uh, from 9 until 11, is our fall lawn care field day. Uh, again, both of these events uh, are, are free. They're on September the 9th. Uh, do ask that if you're interested in the fall lawn care field day that you would just call the extension office and say, hey, I'd like to attend that just so we'll have an idea how many folks to anticipate being there. And then uh, also beginning in September, on September 28th, uh, is the five-week garden basics course taught by our, our, it's, it's taught by uh, uh, both master gardeners and, and extension staff, agents there at the extension office. Um, it begins on September 28th on Thursday evening from uh, like 6 until 8.30, five consecutive weeks. Uh, you can contact the Extension Office to get information on how you register for that. So those are coming up here uh, in, in the month of September. We have a listener who's asking about getting uh, involved in raising bees. How do you do that? When is a good time to do that? Uh, and is there help available? <clears throat> well, sp- you know, spring typically, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, would be the time that uh, folks would think about installing, you know, bees in a hive. Uh, and there's a there's really a good resource here in the county uh, in, in, in the form of the Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. That's a group of, uh, in, of beekeepers. Uh, they meet on a monthly basis. Uh, it's typically on the first Monday of every month. Uh, their August meeting was held, let's just, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the, the seventh day of August. Uh, they meet at Lane Agri Park uh, at 7 p.m. 
those folks uh, love to to share information with uh, uh, novices, with beginners. Uh, a lot of folks have been keeping bees for a long time, very experienced. Um, and they can certainly advise you and give you, uh, you know, assistance and help answer questions. And also, you know, where where you can uh, find stuff, you know, where, where you can find the supplies, where you can find, the, you know, the if you're going to build your own hives, the materials to do that. If you're going to buy the, the hives, you know, where you can do that uh, and the supplies and equipment you need. And also, you know, help you do things and they can, uh, you know, serve as a mentor uh, very often for that. And uh, you can... Uh, um, you you can actually go to our website, uh, the, the Rutherford County Extension website, and uh, uh, you can find a list of uh, uh, beekeepers there. Uh, it, they're, they're, the beekeepers are listed on the website because uh, sometimes folks will say, you know, I've got a hive of bees mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I, they're hanging in a bush outside, or I've got some, uh, you know, a, 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 a hive of bees that's clustered up in a tree. Uh, well, they'll come collect those, okay? But, but uh, they're also... Uh, you can contact them to learn about uh, uh, the Beekeeper Association, how you can get involved with that, uh, and so on. So that would yeah, be my suggestion is, is uh, uh, to con- you know, get in touch with them. Keith Elrod is the president of the Beekeeper Association, so he's been, been around, been keeping bees a long time, but a lot of individuals that have uh, you know, been in the beekeeping business for a long time. Uh, so and you don't have to have a lot of property to, no, to do this. No, you don't have to have a lot of property. I mean, in uh, you know, it is... <coughs> It, you can keep bees, you know, here in downtown Murfreesboro. Okay. Uh, it's, okay. it's, yeah, you can, you so can do So even with a, a condo with a zero property line, a small well, backyard? To <laughs> my knowledge, that would be okay. I know it is in uh, uh, when you start talking about units in a townhome, a condo, well, I, it may be a little different situation there. But as far as It's not as the just, way to just, make friends and influence people with Maybe bees. not. Maybe not. <laughs> but as far as, you know, just single-family dwellings and so on, yeah, with, with yards, yes. Uh, I mean, it, it, is, it, it, is, it is not against the law to do that. Okay. But uh, it, people get worried when they— well, what else is all that buzzing? It, it is, and you know, and sometimes uh, that is maybe uh, you know overstated uh, uh, the potential hazards involved with that. Uh, honeybees typically are not very aggressive. Uh, yeah, can honeybees? Sure, it can. Honeybee can sting. Absolutely can. But they don't go out with the intent of stinging somebody. They're going no. out with the intent of finding some food to bring back to turn it into honey. That's that's what their purpose in life is. And it's is. mighty good. Well, it is. Yes, it is. And it uh, reduces issues with. Uh, Sinus drainage and, uh, you know, hay fever, that kind of stuff. And, you know, whether it does that or not, it doesn't matter. It sure does taste good. It is so good. Yeah, it tastes good on a good hot biscuit with some butter. Mitchell, thank you for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Bart. Mitchell Moat visiting with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Don't forget Irma Siegel School uh, fire situation there. They're not having a fire, but uh, the kids are all evacuated. The fire department's there, and they're... The street is closed out front, so uh, if if you can, avoid it. If you can't avoid it, you're going to just be sitting there for a long time.